Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. And welcome back to part three of the podcast. We're going to pick up here where we left off yesterday. If you'd like to become a patron and get all of our episodes in full on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Support at any level there. We have levels that start at just $5 a month. We'll get you all of our full episodes without this pitch to the patrons on Sunday night in full. Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Okay, so enjoy part three of the podcast. You crazy bastard. You did a great job with that scene. Like salute, homeboy. Like when when Shokasugi gets rolled off at the end and he stands up again, makeup wonderful. Yeah, he legitimately looks like he had hit. He, like he legitimately looks like he's just taken a brutal ass kicking, and yes. he's just slowly stands up and his face is just smashed up. It was it was great. Very very good. Like hats off, man. Yeah. So now we get a cut here to a scene that I remembered when I watched it again. I was like, is this scene coming up where Braden is sneaking into the, the home of Cho and his family? And the only one home is grandma and Braden, who is now the, the ninja, Steve Lambert. And he's creeping around in the gallery slash the home with the neon lights and whatnot. And the grandmother hears something. She knows something's going on. So she gets up from her, Seiza meditation nap thing that she's doing and starts creeping around to see what's going on. And the silver masked ninja is looking around and sees that all the dolls are gone. And grandma is in the training hall and picks up what looks like at this stage of the game, kind of like a, like a Russian nesting doll kind of thing, but without any features on it. Let's yeah. It kind it's, of looks it's like it's kind of tall and skinny, like a pepper mill, you know, yeah. not, not like the round and fat Russian nesting doll, but it is not. It is not. She comes out, she opens it up, and it's a chain. And she sees Braden. She sneaks up on Braden going up the ladder here, ropes his ass with the chain uh, around his foot, pulls him down, and then does a goddamn round off back handspring, back handspring. <laughs> she does several back handsprings, which is fucking great. It looked it's all right. Fan fucking tastic. It's so cool. And uh, Braden takes a knife here, or a little stick with a knife on the end. Throws it at Grandma, hits her in the right shoulder, and stabs her. She blow darts, misses him, and then smoke bomb, poof, she's gone. Listen, that was the best smoke bomb effect in the film, because she actually disappeared. 100%. She just vanished. But then Brayden casually swirls around the dojo here, and then stabs through the rice paper wall, and you hear, Oh! (laughs) And she spins the fucking uh, enter the dragon door around, and sadly, Grandma Ma has met her end here. He stabbed her through the wall. 
And then he takes his mask off. He undoes his black hood, takes why? off the silver mask. Why we don't know. Why? We, I don't know why you do that, but he does. But we see Kane looking through the skylight. Holy shit, Brayden killed my grandmama. And then he pulls the rope up. If No, he cuts the rope so that Brayden can't get away. Yeah, Brayden tries Braden to climb the rope. climbing and... Uh... And like all kids in 83, we all fucking carry knives. Like, Oh, I had my Swiss Army knife everywhere yeah, I went. I'm not being facetious or glib. Like, we literally all carried, like, we were knife-carrying children. We Dude, all had we carried knives. shurikens and nunchucks. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, a knife is, uh, a knife is passe. But, yeah, yeah, he fucking gets up on the roof. I don't know why Kane was on the roof, but they, I think they just needed him up there for that cool skylight he was up shot. There, uh, yeah, because plot. Yeah. And then Braden is now chasing him all around the, the rooftop here. And again, like this kid, he's not a kid anymore, but like, like really good actor, man. He's running, he's looking scared. He's looking surprised. Like this kid really sells his performance. And I thought he was great. I want to see, I want to see more. <laughs> I want to see do. more of Kane Kazugi. This should have been a very short fight, but well, Kane yeah. makes it believable of like, okay, he can get away. He was trained by his dad. He's ducking under these little things. And like, much like Kathy, when she didn't get laid by Cho, yeah, he can't he catch this kid and goes, yeah. tall and slaps the fucking top of the thing and kicks the bucket. Like he's, <laughs> kicks a bucket of he's paint, fucking like, mad. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Motherfuck. So Cho comes home here. He's all fucked up and far from home. He sees his mom stabbed through with a sword, dead, kneeling in the dojo. And, uh, fuck man what do you say he's pissed he takes the little little charm like as much as we shit on this movie and it is shit onable this is a decent little part and again cho shokazuki plays it seriously here well that's that's the thing like when when we were talking earlier about he and keith fatale like the being real martial artists like oftentimes that doesn't translate into good acting like okay they're really good at this but they're not really good at this yes i think he does a a nice job with this scene. I think he does a believable job. Like, you know, the man doesn't have huge range in acting chops in, you know, a lot of his films, he's, you know, that cold ninja, whether he's good or evil, like, you know, he's, but I think he does a good job in this scene. Like, I I think he does a really good job at, he's all beat up and his mother or grandmother, I don't know who she is. I can't remember, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's well done. It is well done. The transition here from, the first movie, Enter the Ninja, where he plays Hasegawa, the crazy bad ninja, into the the quote-unquote sequel, which have nothing to do with the first one, where he's playing this guy, and then again the transition to the one we will do hopefully next season, which is Ninja 3, The Domination. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one, which, like, this one was always my favorite. Like, Revenge of the yes, Ninja, to yeah. me, out of those three, was always my favorite of those three. I think it's undeniably the best. Yeah, I it, it it just is across the board. But then yeah. we get like a real messed up scene where I think this is I fucked. think I think things were getting a little rough on set here. Dude. Okay. So Professor Tanaka here, the the Toro Tanaka is is pretty universally known as a very very nice guy. But Jesus, dude, he's like about to rape Kathy here and fuck me. Like she is legitimately like slapping him in the fucking head. She fucking shootos him in the neck. Like, yeah, like, like hard. Hard. Like his neck fucking rolls just jiggled. Like, <laughs> I was just like, Jesus, they're fucking 
I don't know. Like, maybe the director was just like, you know, maybe sh- Kathy's like, all right, just fucking go for it. Let's fucking do this and get it over with. Because Tanaka, looks- prob- honestly, Tanaka probably said, swing hard, hit me here. Like, just do it. Yes. Yeah. I'll be fine. Like, and just told her to hit him. Well, sure. yeah. Like, that, like, his head would be like punching a cinder block, to be fair. Yeah. Oh, fuck but yeah. They did a good job. Like, just want to point out, like, that looked real. Like, that disturbed me. Even today, just a little bit, like Jesus. Yeah, watching that, I was like, "Holy fuck, man!" Fuck, relax. you guys are going a little hard. But then Braden comes in and garrots him and kills him. Yeah. And then this is the, uh, just as a uh, a side note here, this is the first use of the uh, the ninja hypnosis in ninja history. Yeah. Where Braden hypnotizes Kathy into you have to go get Kane and bring him to me. He saw me murder his grandmother, so bring him to me. Uh. It was there very Sesame Street because I think there was like as he's like, look at me. One, two, three. (laughs) I was like I think there was like a bit on Sesame Street like that. But anyway, like he Yeah. He hypnotizes her and tells her to go get Kane and bring him back. And okay. Now we get a cut to Keith Vitale coming in and seeing Sho Kazuki <laughs> and apologizes for interrupting Cho, who is sort of going through the motions of, of grieving his mom here. And he's like, no, no, it's okay, whatever. And Vitale says something to the effect of, I have some, some informant criminal guys that I can pump for some information. I think I know what's going on. And we get the cut to the park scene. Dude. I just, okay. <laughs> We need to set this park scene up because holy fuck, dude. <laughs> I this... can't even begin to tell you how hard I laughed at this fucking park scene. <laughs> oh my god. It's it's fucked. It's like we're gonna go meet these criminals who hang out at a family park that look like they are part of a village people cover band. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, this is the most fucked up part of the film. This is like, for me, when I watched this and did the rewatch, I had totally forgotten about this entire part, this whole fight scene. I totally forgot about this entire scene. I was like, oh, they're going to go meet some contacts or whatever. So they roll up here and these four guys, <laughs> Like, there's a guy with a Japanese Starburst sleeveless shirt. The the fucking cowboy. It's the cowboy. I think that's Steve Lambert. I think it is, too. That's Steve Lambert playing the not-straight cowboy. (laughs) (laughs) He's supposed to be tough. He's wearing, like, these big, huge shades and a fucking white cowboy hat with a huge feather. Like, a huge, huge white feather. But he's like lounging backwards on the picnic yes. table with a yes. fucking blue ascot. Yes. It's the, it's the, it's like the fuck, if YMCA was a musical and this is the cast on their lunch break. It's, like, yeah, it looks like a cover of like Blue Boy magazine circa 82. <laughs> like, I am not, I am not joking. Like, you no. cannot, you cannot make these guys more gay than these four guys. No. No, if they were literally having sex on the picnic table 
they would yeah. not look yeah. more gay yeah. than like, they do. It's it's so crazy. Like he's wearing that denim shirt and the huge glasses and the white hat with the feather and the cigarette that he's just like gently holding out at the tips of his fingers and the yeah. handlebar mustache. Like hello. Yeah, this little effect way that he's holding the cigarette out. Like, yes. oh, yeah, you want me to talk to you, copper? I'm not doing that. Oh, whatever. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's it's not it's not a bad fight scene, but you're laughing so fucking hard. Like, because like, they – whenever you go back and look at a lot of these films in the 80s, when they have these, like, so-called tough guys, they, yeah. they look fucking ridiculous. Like, Death Wish 3 or uh, Cobra. Um, yes. Like – they, they, other canon they, movies yeah yeah like they're just they're just absolutely yeah, i never even <laughs> thought other canon all canon films really <laughs> canon movies were like what looks tough huh what looks tough get a couple of tough guys you mean gay yeah gay tough yeah. guys <laughs> yeah. but the guy that plays the cowboy who is uh, we believe steve lambert kazuki kicks him off of or i think maybe it's uh it's vitaly kicks him off the top of this children's play structure but he yeah. he jumps off of this play structure onto this net and like it's a legit high fall but okay i need to i need to talk about kazuki fighting this guy in the in the starburst shirt because he's fighting him this guy he like kicks him and gets him into like a horse stance and kazuki jumps on the dude's legs on his thighs from behind and literally sticks his fingers in the dude's ears. Yes. Like, and goes like, ah! And then puts his fingers in his eyes. Ah! <laughs> it's the dumbest shit I've ever seen, dude. Yeah. It's like <laughs> when Gene Wilder, Wilder, Gene Wilder yes. in Haunted Honeymoon, yes. when he woke up in that, in that yes. monster, and he was like, yeah! And started fingering his, his ears and eyes. Now you eyes. think this would frighten me. Yeah. Like, that's what, it, that's what it was. It was Haunted Honeymoon. And then he sends the Starburst <laughs> guy right down, like, the children's slide, which knocks yes. him the fuck out. So, you know. And Vitaly has some nice kicks here. Shokazuki uses the cool double metal fans, which I thought was the coolest shit ever. In this scene where he fights the cowboy, and yeah. the cowboy's got that board. And I like this where he stabs him underneath the armpit and then chuck and slices half of the dude's mustache off. His mustache off with the fan. Yeah, it was great. That like, was fucking cool. Yeah, it was it's it's a fun scene. It's fucking funny though, man. Like oh, we go from that crazy action scene with the van and now he's fighting these guys at a kid's playground and after he beats them, all of a sudden, like, a black guy just pops out of the crowd with a fucking gun and starts shooting them. And he yeah. wasn't part of the gang from But he comes earlier. out from behind that yeah. post, like that fucking meme guy in the yellow suit rubbing his hands together, <laughs> yes. like, yeah. Yes. yes. Like, <laughs> he comes out like that, dude, like, yeah, I'm gonna shoot you now. <laughs> like, But Shokazuki takes his shuriken belt buckle, which every kid in the 80s wanted one of those. My God, did we ever. Right? And he just shurikens that dude's hand to the post in front of an audience of children and families. Yeah. Right? He stabs that cowboy through the foot with that, with this blade and, uh, fuck, yeah, wraps that fight scene up pretty goddamn quick. So then Kane ends up going back to his dojo here and sees Kathy practicing her kata in her red gi. And she's like, oh, Kane! Oh my god, look at you, you gotta come with me, okay? And we get what I think is the first adult v child fight scene. Dude, it's it fucking works. Like I, it actually is an adult versus a child, and it doesn't it doesn't look 
that fake. Like it looks right pretty fucking good. Like, you know, when you were a kid, you were like, yeah, you were like cheering Kane on. Right. Cause you yeah. wanted like, cause you identified with Kane cause you were, you know, the same age as him when you watch this film or, you know, a little older, slightly older, but, but you were rooting for him. Like he does a fucking little leg takedown and then kicks her in the fucking face. And I was like, yeah, it looks pretty good. Like yeah. he's, he's <laughs> story he's checks out. Yes. Yeah, story checks out. Like, <laughs> and she's listen, and she's doing a great job at selling too. Like when he drops down and donkey kicks her and shit and yeah. she goes flying and it probably helps that she's got long blonde hair. Cause you know, it yeah. goes flying and stuff, but it's uh it's a legitimately entertaining fight. I really enjoyed it, except the one part that didn't sell was when he's crawling on his hands and knees and headbutts the door. Yeah. Like, that, that was, was a stupid. bit that was a bit stupid, but But when she picks up the bow staff and like whacks him on the legs, like she fucking hit oh, him. Oh yeah. Yeah, she fucking did hit him. He likes doing that little round off though, I'll tell you. Yeah, he's good at that, man. He is good at that. But then he gets his staff and they have a little bow staff. I think hers is supposed to be metal. Yeah. But he's pretty fucking good with his man. Oh, when he starts going at her at her bare her feet. feet. Yeah. yeah. And then he starts flipping it around and stuff. Man, it's just it's entertainment, man. It's so like I really I really like this fight scene for what it is. Like it's it's great. He has the opportunity to kill her because, you know, she pulls on his staff, it breaks apart and revealing a knife and Kane's a little kid. He just He's like, ah, oh, I'm not going to kill you. I'm Come not going to kill you. And then she just Which fucking mistake? Bear Kane mistake. always killed the person. <laughs> she she just picks him up like under her fucking arm and runs off with him. Yeah. But man, hats off to both of them in that for making, you know, a really fun and entertaining scene. Like, I fucking love Kane in this movie, man. I thought he did an awesome job. For real. Like, listen, as as stupid as an adult versus child fight scene could be and very much almost was that was listen man that wasn't bad that was not bad i i was not offended by that fight scene at all you know and and again it works in the it works in the world because you know like the ninjas and martial arts are are supernatural in this it's like fucking captain america you know yep. like it's 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 that type of universe and yep. it works and i found it i found it pretty good and like kane is trained by his dad kathy he was not training her or just training her a little bit. So you're like, okay, their skills are on kind of par, I guess, whatever. Okay. Yeah. It's just like Kramer and Seinfeld. Right. Aren't you fighting a bunch of little kids? Yeah. Yeah. But we're at the same skill level, Jerry. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So, uh, Kathy's like, I thought you weren't going to hurt Kane. And Braden's like, ah, fuck that. Take that kid away and beat his ass or whatever he tells him. And she he knocks Kathy unconscious and calls Kaifano's like I'm coming for you Kaifano. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Kaifano is basically dressed like fucking Hugh Hefner circa 1978. <laughs> like like hey what's cool? Oh, I don't know, like a Hugh Hefner red smoking jacket. Fine, get me one of those. Like a red smoking robe. Yeah, this is ridiculous. The all the boys playing pool around here and He's like, this guy's coming for us, boys. Put your put your pool cues down and get ready, huh? See, yeah, get your. And there's guys and, behind him with giant fucking machine guns. Yeah, and like nine of these guys go outside and are standing outside a fucking office building, like, yeah, <laughs> holding their automatic weapons. Like, oh, that's not inconspicuous. Well, and they're standing within like a twenty square foot area. Yeah, that's true. All of them, like, they're basically shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> it's friggin' hilarious. So 
Cho and Hatcher here go back to the gallery and they find, oh my God, there's some, whatever there's blood on the mat or whatever. And they're like, God damn it. And the phone call comes here and Kathy has called the dojo and is like, Hey, Braden took Kane. He's lost his fucking mind. He's shipping heroin in your dolls. And Cho is like, what are you talking about? Braden's my friend. He's my boy. Yeah. And she's like, he's not. Yeah. You fucking asshole. What are you doing? Like, you asshole. How did you, how did you not know this? How are you this dumb? <laughs> and Joe has this look on his face like, oh, I'm such a dumb fucking asshole. And that's yeah. just kind of like his, his kind of acting rage. He's just like, he just kind of is like, uh, like, no, this guy murdered your whole family and then like used you and then he kidnapped your kid and he's been using your place to sell dolls and he just kind of shakes his head like oh what a fucking asshole <laughs> like yeah. he's such a fucking douchebag god yeah. damn it why am i so trusting god damn it <laughs> yeah it's actually pretty good it's kind of funny so mom always said i was too trusting and then he killed her too <laughs> and then he stabbed her god damn it so Braden comes back here and finds that kathy is talking to cho and takes her and he's like cho's like kathy kathy what hey and of course he takes Kathy Braden takes Kathy and Kane and puts them in this okay let's it's like Austin Power put them in an elaborately overbearing torture device yeah yeah like it's this fucked up device where he puts one guy in charge puts Kathy in a white tank top with no bra in a fucking hot tub tied up and Cho and Vitaly Cho and Hatcher are like, I have to go and, and beat Hatcher. And Hatcher's like, I'm going to come with you. And he's like, no, I have to do it myself. Only a ninja can stop a ninja. Yeah. Right? Hatcher's like, uh, how about fuck you? I'm going to go with you anyway, because I can whoop somebody's ass who's not a ninja. How about that? But the dude, when they cut back to Hatcher in the uniform and Kathy's tied up in the hot tub, his laugh and his little point fucking hilarious he's like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i know now that Kathy, was scary as fuck. i told you <laughs> like, so i know that funny. was scary as fuck when you were a kid because oh. the fucking steam is everywhere like you know like you're 12 and he's got like a phallic fucking hose sprainer <laughs> in the face as the hot tub fills up and he's just like <laughs> and he's got like he's got like cane and this little like a Norwegian Norwegian sauna. He's like, I'll put put him in there. <laughs> like I, they obviously just had this dude, set and we're just like, well fuck, what are we gonna do? All right, let's kill them. Like, I love kill them here in the fucking The fucking hoses start legit spraying Ashley Ferrara in the face. Like Oh, like hard. At a high fucking rate of speed. Oh yeah. And she's she's literally like not breathing easily. Like Oh, she can't the, breathe. Yeah. But then Braden turns around, opens the door to the sauna where Kane is, and they get the shot from Kane's perspective. And the door opens, and Braden just goes, ha, 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 yeah, yeah, ha, yeah. and then closes the door and leaves. Like, yeah, yeah. He doesn't say he just, anything. Just, <laughs> can you fucking imagine? <laughs> he just opens the door and laughs at him and leaves. The fuck kind of ninja are you? Like, this guy's like a drug dealer and he's just gonna like I'm just gonna fucking sweat this kid to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy fuck, I laughed. I couldn't believe how funny that was when I watched it again. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and with that stupid uh, mask, like it fucking makes it so much better. Holy fuck, it's awesome. But we get it we get the scene here where Shokazuki Cho is now unboxing all his old retired ninja shit. Yeah. And listen, when I was thirteen, this was my favorite scene. Cause he breaks the fucking seal on his sword, Chad. Yeah. Yeah. He it's not sealed seal. anymore. He fucking puts on his ninja uniform for the first time ever and puts on his eyeliner. Yep, puts on his guy liner. Yeah, and then he uh he preps for the fight. He and he's of course up. he's got the same crane or bird symbol that was on the necklace is, you know, actually on his ninja gi top. I don't know what they call the ninja uniform, but he's getting know. ready to go and, you know, they just show the downtown office with like 19 fucking machine gun wielding guards standing in front of the building. <laughs> uh, which why would you wear that uniform? You're a ninja. You're supposed to blend. Yeah, like if he was wearing business attire, he'd probably be able to walk right up to the fucking doors. But yeah. right, and you'd carry all your shit in your pockets, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and why is Braden? Sn- oh, I guess this is the mafia boss place. So yeah, Braden he's going is to not kill in either. Yeah, yeah, Braden is not blending in. He's wearing a fucking chrome mask like an asshole. Yeah, yeah, like the <laughs> the glint off of the katanas, you know, when they get to the rooftop is like blinding them. You'd think that the fucking glint off the mask would do the same thing, but... But like, Brayden gets into this other building. How the fuck does Brayden get up to the 70th floor of this other building? Uh, dressed as a ninja? Yes! Like, well, do you remember we were watching, like, Enter the Ninja, and we were laughing that he was taking the elevator up? <laughs> yes. Like, you know, and we were like, man, wouldn't it be awesome if, like, the Carpenters was playing in the fucking elevator? But <laughs> yes. this is another thing that I thought was fucking dope about ninjas when I was a kid, because he basically takes a longbow, uh, yep. pulls it back, you know, with his feet and hands, because he's got to shoot it over such a far distance, yep. uh, shoots a line, and then, of course, he puts a grappling hook in the fucking recessed area of the light into the drywall which would Dude, do fucking nothing i laughed so hard i laughed so hard at this because he strings it out and it's it's in the light like that's recent yeah. when he hooks the grappling hook into it it fucking moves yeah yeah and then his weight going across would have just pulled that out and he would have plummeted to his death end of movie but it's a great it's a great fucking stunt because he's going across and for some reason, he's looking left and right as he's going across. But when he gets to the other building, like they did a great job at doing like candy glass because he yep. releases and like he's not holding on to the pulley at that point. Like he lets go of the pulley and and, and smashes through the glass. Yep. But in real life, you would bounce off the glass and he oh. would fall to his death. Oh, um, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, I have to say, like that was done really, really well. And then we've got. The most brutal killing in the whole movie, I think, coming up next. And that concludes part three of the podcast. Come back tomorrow for part four. If you'd like to get the entire podcast on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Patrons get the full show Sunday night without any ads. If you don't want to become a patron, you can go to offendedpodcast.com. Buy some merch there. That'll get you something cool to wear and rep the podcast you know you love. And we get a bit of money, too, to help us keep the lights on here. Please follow us on social media at Twitter. We're at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, just search You Have Offended This Podcast. You can interact with us there. Leave us your favorite movies, your favorite scenes, any questions you have, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. 
please rate and review us wherever you download your podcasts. Ratings and reviews really help us, particularly on iTunes if you could. That would be awesome. Make sure to tell your friends, family, loved ones, and hated ones about this podcast. More listens mean more downloads means it's better for everybody. So thanks very much for helping. Come back tomorrow for part four, and we will be back in your ears very soon.